Welcome again, my friends, uh, to the Catholic Club Podcast. Uh, today's episode is going to be one of uh, just a reflection, so it's going to be a shorter episode. Ah, so, it's um, episode two of the new year, and what I wanted to talk about today was a concept that I found pretty difficult. There are a couple concepts, uh, especially when growing up in the Catholic faith, that you hear these things and they're confusing, but no one really gives a satisfying explanation. And one of those that I want to talk about today is... Poverty, spiritual poverty, um, and like, what does that mean to be spiritual and spiritual poverty and have spiritual poverty? Because we hear it's a, you know, it's a good thing. We need it. But what does it exactly mean? So today will be, again, like I said, shorter. So what I want to do is I want to read to you um, a gospel and also a reading from Paul to the Corinthians. So without further ado, let's get into it. Ah, but first, let's do a short prayer in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, you are generous and gracious with your love that you say in scripture that, you know, if we are unfaithful, that you will still be faithful and that, you know, you are love and that you are a God of love. And we very much so need this. We, We need a God of love. And we pray that you may please show us your love in the words you have, that you may please guide this conversation to be directed towards you and to glorify you and that it may be spoken well of you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, first reading is going to be from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and the despised of the world, those who count for nothing, to reduce to nothing those who are something, so that no human might so that no human being might boast before God, it is due to him that you are in Jesus Christ, who became for us wisdom from God as well as righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So that, as it is written, whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. So, yeah, I think um, I quote Paul because he does a fantastic job at just kind of pointing out, like, what is this this spiritual poverty? He doesn't say spiritual poverty in this, but he, he talks about, hey, um... A lot of you who got us chosen, there's nothing really particularly about you that's, you know, exceptional that we wanted for our own advantageous reasons. In fact, many of you were actually not exceptional. (laughs) And God has used you to do these great things, like to show great power, to show, you know, great strength or great wisdom. So then we get to this this idea of okay, what what is spiritual poverty? And there are there are two things 
of which I like to highlight in the aspects of poverty, and that is one. It is recognizing, coming to God and recognizing that in this economy of salvation, we lack the currency of grace. You know, that's to say that like, we on our natural selves have gifts, but when we look at the virtues that we have, we recognize that we're lacking. There, there has to be an element of humility here that when you look at your interior heart, you see there are graces that you simply don't have and that you need. So we, we come to realize that like, hey, like uh, no matter like where we're at in our station of life, the interior self is poor, but it doesn't stay that way, right? Like we don't highlight this fact so that we can pity ourselves or that we will despair, but that recognition of I need help means that we can go to the source of all graces and help and we can ask from him and he'll give to us. I mean, Jesus said, you know, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. So like the first aspect of spiritual poverty is an act of humility and realizing that we need, there are things that we absolutely need, especially graces, where we have to see the deficiency within us and then humbly turn to the Lord and ask him for those graces. The second aspect I'd like to highlight of spiritual poverty is just um, just this lack of material possession, which doesn't actually come in the form of not owning much, but it comes in the form of just what like what is close to your heart. Uh, I've quoted this many times, but Father Mike Schmitz has a fantastic quote of whatever sits on the throne of your heart is an idol. So like whatever is like the centermost focus on your heart, whatever's always on your heart, like that can become an idol uh, when it's not Jesus Christ, of course. So owning like all the things that you have, you know, that, and this happens unfortunately very frequently with me, but whenever I get something I really enjoy uh, or I really like, let's say a very nice pocket watch, or let's say a very nice phone case or a very nice car, anything, Almost instantaneously, I guess, like, God's just showing me his love, but, like, something will happen, right? I'll get a scratch. I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll drop, drop my phone and then dent the case. Even screen protectors, I mean, they're literally there to protect your screen. And I'll put one down, I'll be like, ah, oh, it's nice not to have a crack screen protector. And then within a week, it's dropped and there's a large crack in it. It's like, you know what? <sighs> That's okay, because I can't hold on to these things. You know, th- these are... Uh, this is an action that, uh, you know, that's happened in my life that reminds me, okay, all these things I shouldn't hold close to my heart. You know, it's nice to have them, but if they go away, I shouldn't be concerned or it shouldn't cost me too much mm, negative, uh, negative emotions. And I think that's a really good test for us too. It's like when something happens to something physical of our own, like, okay, yes, there's like family heirlooms that are, you know, irreplaceable. And if something happens to it, it is sad. But to show us, you know, how, how close these things are to our heart. If you were to pick things in your life, just like oh, I really appreciate that really nice sixty-inch screen TV that has eighty K, you know, so many pixels that just fills the eye with color. If something were to happen to that, would I be angry? And if like if it was destroyed by somebody, like would I be really angry at that person? What's closer to my heart? Is it the spiritual life and living in Christ? 
or is it the possessions that I have? If somebody scratches uh, when I go to the store, where to scratch my car, would I be upset for just a moment and then recognize, okay, you know, I'm just a sojourner in this world traveling back to heaven? Or would it just completely wreck my day? And would I be just ranting and raving about it? And not to say that it like, you know, there's there's kind of an unreasonable nature and a reasonable nature to the spiritual life where it's like, okay, look, you know, it's, it's very human to see these things. Like somebody scratches your car and be extremely ex- upset, especially if you have an if you have a really nice car. But also, we're called not to hold things in our possession. So the reason I mention that is like, okay, if you, if you are stressing out and like you realize, and this is only going to cause you even more stress, like you get stressed out, you see your car scratched, and you think about, okay, well, I'm not supposed to hold on to these things. Well, now I'm, like, I just see my flawed human nature and now I'm just even more upset. Like it's... It's okay just to take a moment and realize, okay, look, you know, know, the first aspect of spiritual poverty, like I am lacking grace. So the fact that I am not calm of mind and I'm feeling all this negative energy is a part of being human after the fall. So if I'm like, if I'm feeling this great negative energy, that's okay because I recognize that I'm I'm in poverty spiritually. So I have to turn to God and say, Lord, please give me the graces that I need to accept this as a saint. And you know what? You may just not feel anything in the moment and that's okay because God reveals himself over a course of time. And if he does come to you in that moment and just give you grace, that's wonderful. But there's no need to, uh, to stress yourself out with coming towards your spiritual poverty and recognizing that you're poor because you know what? Like Christ, Christ is here with us. He's, he's, ever close to us. Uh, so if we f- find ourselves in this situation, like we just need to trust God and just recognize that, you know, if he's willing to be patient with us, that we should also be patient with ourselves and growing in virtue. So there's, um, there's that twofold aspect of spiritual poverty there. It's one recognizing that interiorly we are lacking in the economy of grace and that we are, we are poor. If grace were a currency, we're poor. And <laughs> I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it though, but you could almost, nah, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was going to say we have a sugar daddy in heaven that'll give us graces, but that's really not it. We have a loving father in heaven who wants to be with us in eternity. And he is willing to, as Jesus Christ did on the cross to, to just waste away on a cross so that we may have a shot at being uh, once again, redeemed and having a shot of eternal life with him. That's how much he loves us, that he's willing to endure that pain and endure that pain again and so that he can be with us. So, yeah, sorry, it's a tangent. It's a terrible joke. It's kind of funny, but it's a terrible joke. But anyways, the twofold aspect of spiritual poverty is one, recognizing that we are poor and we need something and we need God's graces and we have to go to him and receive those. And the second is that we need to also make sure that the physical things in this world aren't cluttering our hearts so that God no longer is sitting on the throne of our heart. With that, I'm going to read you this, this gospel and maybe point out a couple of things here. So this gospel is going to be the gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowd, excuse me, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Ah, that's beautiful. Just love that first note of spiritual poverty, but it's just, it's it's truly beautiful. So I think I'm just going to leave it there, brothers and sisters. I hope you're having a great time, my friends. I hope the new year is going pretty well for you. I hope it's better for you than it is for me. Um, (laughs) uh, So... Hopefully you don't have frozen RVs with lots of water and water damage. That is not a fun thing to do or to deal with. But God bless you guys. I have another week. I'm praying for you guys. Please, please pray for me. Thank you.